Welcome to the Wheels in Motion podcast. This is episode three in our shared milk run series. Sales managers Ted Bowley and John Wilman discuss cross-stocking. Happy listening. Good morning, and thanks for joining another edition of Car Logistics Wheels in Motion podcast. Today, we would like to talk about the advantages of cross-docking in support of your supply chain. My name is John Wilman, and with me is my esteemed colleague and fellow car sales manager, Ted Bowley. Ted, thanks for joining. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. We're we're 3-0 now. That's right. Getting it out of the park. We're undefeated. (laughs) Yes. Pandemic or otherwise, we're undefeated. Uh, anyway, again, we wanted to focus on cross-docking, and so let's just start at the most basic element of, of the term. What is it? Well, John, in a general term, 30,000-foot view, uh, cross-docking would be the process of a route picking up uh, at several locations and then taking back to a consolidation center so it can be put on to another route to go to its next destination, whether that be uh, a plant uh, the final uh, destination, or perhaps another cross-dock facility. So the material touches the cross-dock from the supplier. Typically, how long is it held at the cross-dock? In our network, we, uh, we allow at least two hours of uh, dead time for that freight to sit on our dock uh, to be processed and transloaded onto another trailer. So it could be as, as fast as two hours, or it could be, you know, it's it's being, you know, picked up and funneled out daily, uh, you know, one one piece at a time uh, into a crosstock. So it, it could, you know, be a crosstock slash warehouse opportunity also. Well, that's what I was driving at. What's the difference? You're talking about temporarily holding freight, maybe as little as two hours, maybe as much as a shift. Um, is there any longer term need than that? And if so, what, what's the difference between a crosstock situation versus warehousing? Crosstock, uh, the velocity of the freight is much... Uh, much more fluid. Uh, usually uh, on a cross dock, you're not sitting more than 24 hours. Uh, going into a warehouse situation, that's uh, where you take sh- larger shipments and piecemeal them out uh, on a, maybe a daily basis or a weekly basis, wherever the need may, may be. But, uh, you know, a, the setup of a cross dock and the setup of a warehouse are two totally different things. Uh, a cross dock, basically, you just need a, a, a location that has dock doors preferably on both sides, so that you can take freight from one trailer to another trailer uh, efficiently. A warehouse is set up as a, something like a box, may not have as many doors because it's set up to store things uh, longer term, whereas a cross dock, okay. is, you know, it's pretty fluid. So what are some of the advantages? Why, why would you look to a cross dock scenario within the supply chain? There, there are many different reasons. I guess one of the reasons is uh, you know, if you have a supply base that's in a general region, uh, you can have either a truck pick all those up and run to your final destination, which, you know, you might have a lot of empty miles. You Maybe you can't even fill up the truck. Um, so by running a consolidation center, you can have those pickups made perhaps on several routes and married up with other suppliers and maybe even married up with other customers. And then you maximize the weight and the cube on the trailer to the minimal miles for the route. So say, for example, I have a, 
is shipment going to Texas, uh, going to Laredo, let's just say, and my supply base is up in Michigan. Well, if I have to run a half truck, because that's all the freight I have, uh, I'm running a half truck all the way from Michigan all the way to Laredo. If I go to a consolidation center, I can pick that freight up, go to a consolidation center, and perhaps marry it up with other freight and have that move as a, a full truck. Mm-hmm. That way I take the uh, economies of scale and have that uh, efficiencies of that trailer being full. Now I can uh, share the cost with other customers. True. And a key call out of that, I would suspect, is these suppliers would need to be in somewhat close proximity to that consolidation point um, because you don't want to lose time in terms of transit time or additional miles. Correct. Yeah. You want to you want to maximize the route. Um, perhaps even, you know, you have a truck and a driver that, you know, they can run 11, 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day. Uh, if you consider stops and everything. Sure. You know, if you run a route and you pick up a, a full truck in two, two stops and they're only an hour and a half on the route, then that route can go back out. So the, the more efficient you can make those, uh, the better the savings and the better the costs are, and the more efficient um, and timing all happens. I guess as I'm thinking this through, Ted, you mentioned a, an endpoint of Laredo, Texas, and you mentioned a supply supplier's uh, locations in, in Michigan, for example. I guess you could also set this up where you could pick up from consolidation point and still pick up additional freight in route, let's say something maybe in Arkansas or Oklahoma, uh, if you're still looking to fill that truck. Yeah, it's a very good point. So, uh, well, even I'll take it one step further. You can take a full truck from, say, Michigan, stop off in Arkansas, drop off a portion of the route, yes. and then pick up some more at that same location and go on down to Laredo. Uh, in fact, we've done that several times with several of our customers, and it's it's a real, a real good you can't be more efficient than that. I mean, the truck's full going the whole way and you're making two final destination stops. So I guess in that way, the, uh, the it's really becomes a tool or a resource to uh, increase your efficiency and the customer's really efficiency is really what we're, we're trying to go for here anyway. Yeah, correct. And you know, you know, one thing I wanted to mention too on um, cross docking, let's go back to the scenario again, going to Laredo. Um, I only have, that tr- that truck that trailer and my suppliers don't want to stack freight on top of other suppliers freight inside that trailer mm-hmm. so by having a consolidation center i can run the route say it's not the most efficient because nothing's stackable suppliers won't stack on top of other suppliers freight once i get that to the cross dock i have a couple options one the cross dock has the ability to stack freight based on the knowledge that they have, not, not having the parameters of the route and the time of the route set up um, so they can pack that truck more efficiently. Second thing they have is if freight is not stackable, say it's cardboard and it's light and it can get crushed, they could use uh, logistics bars or a platform to put above that freight to make another floor and get more efficient um, trailer usage and basically almost double the floor space in the route. Excellent. Excellent. And again, you're really, you're re- relying on the, uh, the cross docking professionals, the material handlers, so on and so forth, really, uh, more so than the actual customers themselves, right? Correct. Cause you know, if I, if I'm a supplier, I don't want to damage someone else's freight. So I'm not going to stack my freight on top even if it says, even though it looks like it's stackable, I don't want to stack. I don't want to take that risk. Right. If I go there, stock, I have professionals that are 
you, that's all they do is consolidate and, and you know, move freight. So by doing that, they, they know what to do and they know how to do it. No liability is less. So you're, you're talking about the value of a cross dock. Is this a better value then? Is it better to ship with cross dock consolidated material with truckloads basically piecemealed together in terms of consolidated supplier shipments? Or are you better off to ship additional inventory and just go with full truckloads direct? Well, that's kind of a loaded question. Uh, there's, yes, it, is. it depends. It depends on what your objectives are. Okay. Um, are your objectives freight cost? Are your objectives inventory cost? Are your objectives? I don't have enough space in my in my plant to to put this put this freight. Um, you know, ideal situation is you want to get every part every day. And yeah, there's there might be truckloads that you have in maybe one time a week. But maybe if you broke that down into five days a week and brought it by a consolidation center to marry up with other freight, now I've eliminated the warehouse, the, any any storage space I would have had that full truckload on, and then I would also have my freight every day. So that way I'm using what I have, I'm having less uh, touches, and the freight's going perhaps almost straight to the line. Right. So it comes down to really, it's really a matter of inventory, isn't it, as far as how much you really want to have in carrying? It, it's inventory cost and it's you know the ability to have that inventory space. Makes sense. Makes sense. I just I get concerned about timing um, and efficiency in this overall process. I think the cross stock works very well to your point about being an additional resource as far as making sure that the uh, trucks or the trailers are planned efficiently and uh, you're getting daily quantities without fail in terms of scheduling. Um, conversely, you have to think about the additional handling I think involved and is it worth it in terms of labor and, and, and manpower and space and, and facility uh, requirements. I would guess the value is really for those customers that have that consolidation opportunity. Well, well John, think of it this way. If I'm moving a, a supplier once a week and say that supplier has a bad run Okay. Or say the truck gets in an accident, and I'm and it's it's delayed. So now I have a whole say weeks worth of freight that's delayed. Now what yeah. do I do? Now I'm out of parts. Whereas if I was getting that on a daily basis, if the supplier had a bad run of parts, well now I know on Monday I got a bad um, run of parts. Now I can get that fixed for the Tuesday shipment. Or if there's an accident on Monday, now I know I have another shipment coming in on Tuesday. To replenish that, so there, there's, I mean, there's Those some uh, gifts and takes. That's, that's well said, well done. Yes, I agree with all that for sure. I mean, and you know, everybody, there's, there's not a perfect world that happens. Things happen. I mean, obviously, we're here in the Midwest. We, we have temperatures that range from you know, negative sixty degrees sometimes in the winter time up to you know, one hundred and twenty degrees Fahrenheit. I mean, so you know, things happen. You know, ice and you know, trucks. Drivers, you can have the best driver on the road, but you know, once they get ice and you know, even wind. I mean, we've had, you know, truck trucks that have gotten blown over because the wind was so high. Uh, so it's just, there's this, you know, to kind of take some of that risk out of the equation for customers. Right. Essentially on a daily platform, you've got uh, freight scheduled to arrive and then another backup shipment coming the next day. So for yeah. some reason, something blows up on day one, theoretically you'll be able to catch up with day two. And, and you know, another, another piece of this is, you know, sometimes you work out a silo. You're only worried about your plant, but say your corporation is much bigger and you have a plant, say 
uh, in Canada and a plant in, in um, Mexico. Well, my suppliers in say Arkansas or my suppliers in, in, in Michigan. Well, you know that by running a consolidation, I can pick up both those plants material and bring them to one central location and then line feed those into a line haul to the plants with other suppliers. So there's Absolutely. a bunch of synergies that happen, not only with say other customers, but within your own organization. Now, obviously it takes some, some ability to work with the team and make sure ordering and, and planning is involved, but it's, it, it's a very efficient process once everything gets set up. Excellent, excellent. So you convinced me, Ted, in terms of efficiency and making the supply chain more robust. Talk a little bit about how the cross-stock process can help you in terms of quality control, mislabels, um, shortages, uh, so on and so forth. Let's, let's do shortages first. So okay. say you're going to Mexico uh, and you're supposed to be shipping five skids. Uh, your, your order is sent for five skids of freight. The shipment gets picked up. It gets to, sent to the dock. And I receive five skids, but uh, two of them are damaged. Maybe because the, the packaging was bad. Maybe so, so, something happened in transit. Well, now I've caught that days ahead of time before it uh, gets to my plant and gives me more time to react and adjust my planning. A second thing is, say I have uh, a machine go down and I, I'm in dire, I need to switch um, production to a, say another unit. Well, now I've got that freight picked up for another unit. I've got it at a consolidation center. I'm able to trap that and get that say on an expedite. So I, I have, I, you know, I have a, a map of where, where my freight goes and I have a timing of where my freight is at at all times. And I can be able to intercept that. Whereas if it was mis moving in a truckload uh, all the way down, you know, I, maybe that skid is in the middle of the, uh, of the trailer. Mm -hmm. And now I have to go and take that to a cross and have it all offloaded and so on and so forth. So it gives you a little bit of timing and, and um, where for all to, to do that. Now, say a supplier's late. Hey, my window time's at three o'clock. They, they didn't have it ready. So I had to leave. The route, the routes, you know, the rest of freight has to get down to the, to, to the customer. Right. Well, it allows that, that supplier to actually, instead of expediting all the way down to your plant, which, you know, would be reality if your network was not set up with a cross dock, but now it allows that supplier to, uh, expedite it to a cross dock and meet a cut time for one of the line hauls going to the plant. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, such as uh, labeling, you know, in a, in a true cross dock fashion uh, consolidation process, labels should be looked at, bills, bills of lading should be looked at. I know, John, we both encountered issues where the bill of lading says go to Mexico, but the label says go to Canada. So what, right. what do you do? Do you follow the do you follow the bill of lading or do you follow the label? Well, that creates an OS and D over shortened damage. Right. Once that over once that's noticed, we can reach out to the customer and say, hey, I've got a bill of lading that says this, I got a packing slip that says this. What do I need to do? Because if I if I just went with the bill of lading and sent it to Mexico and it really need to be in Canada, then I got a couple issues. I got a, I got a customs issue, I've yep. got a transit time issue, and I 
I, I don't even know if I could get that out of Mexico and get back into Canada. So, because, you know, maybe it was coming from Canada, it's an inbound shipment. So you have all kinds of issues that could happen. So that's another, I guess, another catch-all that a consolidation does for our customers. Yeah, that's a great point. Really, you're talking about a location where you can kind of track the material in case of issues. If you have a spillage of some kind, if you have, again, a shortage, more or less an oops by the supplier, they catch an error in their own process. They call ahead to the crosstalk and say, look, you've got this freight arriving here in the next six hours. Please be advisors an issue. Please trap the freight and send it back or rework it or or handle it to the to, uh, specifications. In that, those regards, you can save a lot of time. Yeah, yes. And, you know, one thing that going back a, a couple uh, questions ago, say, say I'm a plant that has three different docks at my facility and they're not strategically in the same area uh, where they can all be offloaded at the same uh, location. The cross deck gives you the ability to stage the freight. So say I get a supplier ABC that's shipping to say all three of my divisions inside my plant. If I go into a cross dock, I can set that up in a trailer so that I go to this dock first, this dock second, this dock third. I was picking that all up with a truckload and I was doing a multi-stop going direct to the plant, all that freight is going to be in one location in that trailer. So now that trailer is going to have to go to different docks multiple times, or you're going to have forklift movements inside your plant that are going from one division to another division, which is all time. So, you know, going at consolidation center, things like, you know, setting up the, the route or setting up the line hall to based on the, the delivery locations criteria uh, helps considerably and drives out waste. Well, Ted, this has been very good information. Uh, I've learned a lot as we've gone through this process, as I always do. I guess the, the overriding thought in my mind as we go through this is I'm a customer. I've decided that this is the path I want to go down and I want to pursue a cross-docking uh, solution. Is this something I should take on internally within my own scope? Or is this something that ideally I would outsource and look through to a 3PL possibly? Well, John, that's 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 a very good question. And, you know, that's a very detailed <laughs> question, kind of a loaded sure. question. So uh, maybe it's a good idea that we set that up as one of our next uh, podcasts, that we can go through all those questions, the who, what, where, and why, uh, and go through that and, and let our listeners uh, gain some knowledge on that. You know, that's a great idea, Ted. I believe on the... Uh, website where this is posted, um, our contact information is out there. So if listeners, if you're listening and would like to share some of your insight or have additional questions in the meantime, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, if not, then look for a further uh, notice of an upcoming podcast. Ted, thanks so much for your help today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Wheels in Motion podcast. If you have an idea for an upcoming podcast, please send your ideas to marketing at carter-express.com. Until next time.